We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. All right, guys. Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. This is the most recent installment of Mavs Step Back Live. Uh, We have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, The main two things that I want to focus on, because we've had so much dirt coverage uh, for good reason, too. It's warranted. But, you know, we've had so much dirt coverage on uh, DallasBasketball.com and just on all media sites here in the last 24 to 48 hours. Uh, I do want to focus on the game itself uh, from yesterday. Uh, the two main things I want to talk about today, Matt, are uh, Luca and Jalen Brunson starting together and how it's it's working exactly how I envisioned uh, and it probably should have happened sooner, but, you know, sooner is, uh, at least it happened before, you know, we got to the end of the season and Jalen Brunson becomes an unrestricted free agent. I'm glad it's happening now and they're having success with it. Uh, and I want to talk about the Mavs elite defense and whether or not it is good enough to be considered contender worthy. I think it is, and we'll get into the numbers and everything Uh, as we roll along here, but that's the two main things I want to focus on today. Uh, If anybody wants to chime in on it after we get started on those, just, you know, send a request. But we will start with one thing uh, from Dirk Knight that, you know, has kind of been bothering us. Everything was perfect for the most part. You know, the banner looked clean. It was was really nice. Uh, All the people talking from Mark Cuban to all the guys in the video – uh, that they played for him and, you know, had the 2011 championship team there, or a lot of them there. Uh, and then Dirk and his family looked so great. And it was just a great night. But the only the only thing that we're kind of hesitant on is that, that statue reveal. <laughs> we're we're, we're kind of hoping that that was just kind of like a rushed, put together, you know, not final not finalized thing of the statue because, uh, you know, the statue itself, the pose of Dirk and everything, that looks fine. Uh, the thing that everybody or most people are 
kind of hoping doesn't make it to the real statue is how it has three balls at the top. Uh, it just seems like it's kind of forced and it's unnecessary. They need to cut it down to just one ball in Dirk's hands and it would look better. So, uh, your thoughts on the statue reveal, Matt? Okay. Well, first of all, I don't think it was just it was rushed or or whatever. It just looks stupid. It was like an idea that that Cuban had in the in the back of his head, like, what if we did three? And that way, it looks like it's like no, it already looks like he's shooting the ball. Now it just looks like some sort of. I'm not. I won't even go. There. I, yeah, I, but, I was about to say I'm not gonna say it on the podcast. I'll have to tell you afterwards. I'm sure people would like for me to say it, but I just I, I don't feel. I, like I know. I know. We don't even have to discuss it. We both know <laughs> what we're thinking. But it's uh, it's 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 uh, people in the chat can probably yes, Christian. That's exactly what it looks like, and I'm not gonna say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so it it just seems like sort of a a a bad idea that sounded good in his head when he was helping to design the statue. And now it, it just, it came out really badly. And I don't know that, that anyone really likes the three ball idea. It, it just kind of looks like, um, you know what it kind of looks like is, is, is like the model was sitting on like sitting in its mold and they took it out of the mold, and there was like two extra parts that weren't supposed to be there, and they just didn't have time to get them off before they like, put the statue underneath the, the thing. Like a, like a 3D printer type yeah. thing. Yeah, so it, it looks kind of dumb. Hopefully they, um, by the time they build the other one, they, they, they see the feedback, and they're like, okay, you know, we can sort of move away from this idea. But I, I, I can't think of a single person that actually liked the way that the the balls looked on the statue and that, that also sounded weird, what I just said. Well, I mean, I, look, I, it had, it obviously hasn't been built yet. So there's time to, uh, to, to correct that one issue with it. But like I said, overall, you know, just like the pose of Dirk doing the one legged fade and all that, that's fine. I mean, I, I thought that looked really cool. And if they just fix that one issue, then, you know, they'll be, they'll be off and running and everything will be great. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, ho- yeah. Hopefully they they look at the feedback from last night, not just from Mavs fans, but just the overall NBA landscape on <laughs> on social media, and uh, they adjust accordingly. But everything was was great last night. It, it's so nice to to celebrate a legend, uh, a guy who you know he he's meant so much to me, not just growing up in my childhood, but you know, like I mentioned on our watch party last night, it's it, it, it flowed over into adulthood for me too. And so Dirk has been around my entire life. Uh, he means a ton to me. I miss him on the court, but any chance I get, you know, to celebrate him even after he's retired is just, it, it's blissful almost. It, it makes me feel happy. Uh, and, you know, it makes everybody else in, in the Mavs nation feel happy too. So I'm happy for it. I'm glad it happened. And, uh, now we're going to move on into some actual basketball stuff because, you know, some at some point last night, uh, you know, the Mavericks apparently defeated the Warriors 99 to 82. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that apparently happened last night. Uh, you know, the best team in the league, they came in uh, with a 29 and 7 record. Uh, you know, I, the bet they have the best defense in the entire league, and their offense. I think they're fourth 
in uh in offense too. So uh that they're incredible. Uh they are back and they don't even have Clay Thompson back yet. So going into that game, uh we've mentioned it before. It's like everybody was just like, Man, why did why did the Mavs schedule this for uh for Dirk's jersey ceremony? Uh, because it, it, there was potential for it to end up really, really bad. But kudos to the Mavs. They are playing incredible lately. The offense can still be kind of herky-jerky at times, but the defense is absolutely elite. I mean, I'm just looking at the at the recent schedule. Even, even going back to uh, the loss, the first loss to the Kings, which shouldn't have happened. It was just the last second breakdown on a play, and it ended up in a buzzer beating loss. But held the Kings to 95 game, 95 points uh, in the second game against the Kings. Held them to 96 points, so they were very consistent there. Uh, they just scored more and won that one. Then they held Oklahoma City to 86, which you know kind of expected because they didn't have uh, SGA. Uh, and then the game against Denver held them to 89 points, which was really impressive, even though they're shorthanded. And then, so after those three straight wins and the loss to the Kings, it's like, okay, well, they're playing good defense. Let's see how they do against a juggernaut offensive team, Steph Curry. And then they hold the Warriors to 82 points. And they average 111 points per game on the year. It was a season low for the Warriors. Uh, they were hounding Steph Curry all night long, held him to 14 points on the night, which I feel like is the worst outing Steph Curry has ever had uh, against the Mavericks, it feels like. <laughs> so that uh, that was incredible to see. The defense is just amazing. And sure enough, like uh, I see somebody put in the chat, a little bit earlier there, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, he had himself a heck of a night. He only shot six of 15 from the field, but he hit four of his seven threes. Every one of his threes felt absolutely absolutely huge. Uh, he scored 17 points, had nine rebounds, and two blocks in uh, 37 minutes as a starter. So uh, the trend continues when Dorian Finney-Smith plays well, Typically, good things happen for the Mavs, and they end up they end up winning the game. So, all in all, great night. The defense is the the first thing I want to focus on here, Matt. I mean, how impressed are you with what the Mavs have been able to do, and kind of you know bringing to life Jason Kidd's preseason vision for this team? Well, it's nice to see. I mean, you. I was a little skeptical about the defense before the Denver game because it was just. Sacramento, Sacramento, Oklahoma City. But then you hold Denver to, to 89 and Golden State to 82, and those are two really good offensive teams. And last night was sort of um, the big test because it's it's Golden State. They're the best team in the NBA right now. They have Steph Curry. Yeah, they don't have Klay Thompson, but they're still an offensive juggernaut. And you come out and you do that. So it, it's it's nice to see. I mean, defense has been an issue in the past. And this isn't even the first good defensive run they've gone on either. I mean, they've been, they've been pretty good defensively all year. There was a stretch from, I think it was uh, the second game against new Orleans until uh, that Oklahoma city game where they were, they were, they were pretty good on the defensive end as well. Um, They were very bad on the offensive end, but you saw the, the, uh, or not, you know, they were not great on the offensive end. I shouldn't say very bad, but through, through that whole stretch, but you know, you saw then 
um, I guess it was a Charlotte game actually that that streak ended. But anyway, you you saw through that that whole thing where where they had the potential to play this kind of defense, and now it's really starting to come to a head. Um, and it's it's helped them crawl back, you know, into the standings. They they had dropped below 500. They were I believe 16 and 18 heading into uh, this stretch, and now they're they're coming out the other side, winners of four straight and five of their last six. So they're starting to figure things out. And 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 I mean games they've been without KP, so that makes it even more impressive. Right, and I mean I've I've been pretty vocal about this, and I I try to you know give a disclaimer before I say it because I, I'm not being disrespectful towards KP. I just you know the numbers indicate that whether KP plays or not, it doesn't necessarily affect whether the Mavs win or not. You know, especially if Luca is healthy and playing. So that's that's what kind of believes kind of believes that's what kind of leads me to believe uh that he could eventually find himself in a trade later down the line i don't know if it'll happen this year uh you know at the earliest maybe in the off season or something but you know i, I it makes me cuz he's had a good season i mean statistically other than three point shooting uh, you know, he's had a pretty good year. You know, he looks more active on defense, uh, having the fully healthy offseason that everybody, you know, said something to me about every time I mentioned it. Uh, it seems to have helped, even though he has had to sit out a couple of games just for precautionary reasons. But, you know, overall, he looks a whole lot better than he did last season. And, you know, some of that is is health-wise and some of that is scheme-wise because, you know, he uh, – He's being utilized a little bit better than he was uh, last season with Rick Carlisle. So, uh, you know, it goes both ways there. But I just don't necessarily think that, you know, KP playing or not, it's almost like the defense plays even better, uh, you know, with with some of these other guys. So, I don't know. I mean, I if we get to the playoffs and KP is completely healthy and, uh, they play like they're playing now. I, I could see where it could be a good thing because he's still one of those guys who can uh, get hot and, you know, potentially get you around, uh, you know, 30 points a game. And there's not many players on the Mavs <laughs> roster who you can say that about. So it's Luka, it's KP, and, you know, occasionally uh, Jalen Brunson and Tim Hardaway Jr. once in a blue moon. So, um I'm I'm just really impressed by the defense, man. And it, and it started before the recent success, like we were talking about. You know, they should have had wins, big wins over the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers recently. Uh, they had held the Lakers under 100 points uh, before that game went into overtime a, a week or so ago, and it should have never gone into overtime. It was a it was a rebound miscue. Uh, from, I believe, KP and Maxi Kleba. And, you know, they would have ended up winning that one and holding them under 100. And then, you know, they lost to the Brooklyn Nets when they had a 17-point lead at one point. And the final score still ended up being the Nets winning 102-99. to So even in some of these losses, it's still been really impressive. And if they can just, you know, keep keep – chipping away at getting guys back to their somewhat normal shooting numbers, uh, they've really got something here because everybody wanted to talk about, you know, their their net rating, 
their point differential earlier in the season, well, they're back in the positive now. They're a plus 1.5, which is it's the fifth best in the West, and they're the fifth seed. So it, it all lines up. <laughs> and they've won four straight. Uh, they're they're getting they're healthy again, aside from KP being in protocols. They've added some really nice pieces on the edge due to this COVID stuff. That you know, uh, you you hate that the NBA is going through all this COVID stuff, but you know th- that's the silver lining. They they've discovered some some new blood like uh, Marquise Chris, who in the next I'm going to say at least in the next week he's probably going to be you know, on the Mavs roster for the rest of the season. If he's not, then something has gone terribly wrong. And uh, they, they just don't, they don't need to let that happen. Uh, but I'm not going to harp on that. I, I got off on a, uh, on a tangent on the last time we did a green room on that. But <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I think the Mavs defense is real. I think this is something, this is championship level defense we're seeing from this team. Everybody on the same page. Uh, there, you know, it's not, I saw somebody tweet about this earlier, but you know, in the Rick Carlisle area, there was so much sagging off of guys, you know, uh, KP, I have nightmares of when, uh, the Mavs played the Blazers and they would have KP sagging off like 10 feet from Dame and Dame just lighting up the Mavs. It was stuff like that all the time, but like now 
every player is getting up into their opponent and everybody's switching. Everybody's has active hands. Uh, you know, everybody's just focused, even Luca, you know, he's not the best defender, but you know, even he's buying into it, um, for the most part. So it's, it's really encouraging to see it's champ it's championship level stuff from them. If they can just somehow figure out the offensive issues, then, you know, anything can happen when you get to the postseason because defense is what wins championships, and they have proven that they can defend pretty much anybody now. And it's it's very exciting for me. Uh, it's starting to make me feel about the Mavs in a way that I haven't felt in a very, very long time, and I'm already known as being pretty optimistic. <laughs> so uh, I just no, – I can't – I can't – was that – no, you optimistic? Yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait to see where they go from here. It seems like all of this is just happening at the perfect time. It's a perfect storm kind of thing. You know, uh, just like last year when they went through their COVID thing, they went through it a little bit earlier, it seems like, this year. Uh, and now they're getting healthy at the right time, and they're they're putting things together at the right time too. And the rest of January, the schedule is not bad at all. It, it's actually like I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, if the Mavs are challenging the Grizzlies for that fourth spot by the end of this month. That's how that's how lenient this Mavs schedule is for the rest of the month. So and the Warriors was by far that was going to be their hardest game of this month, in my opinion. So I'm excited. Yeah. about. It. I mean, they've, they've got Phoenix coming up to um, another. Yeah, matchup yeah. At Golden State. So there's a, there's a couple of. Um, there's a couple of tough ones in there, but for the most part, you're right. I mean, it's, you know, um, there's, there's probably one game left on the schedule where, I, where I'll actually cheer against the Mavs and that's against Chicago on the ninth. But you know, the reasons for that, yeah. um, but it's a, it's a very manageable schedule, you know, that they've got a chance to really, to really. And I know, I know the Mavs have had their, their struggles with the Phoenix Suns over recent years, but you know, the first two times they played them this season, both of those games were very, very close, and it just came down to execution at the very end of those games, and they didn't have Luka. Uh, you know, that was where, you know, you started to see some big stuff from, from Jalen Brunson and the rest of the guys kind of coming together and putting together these nice efforts, even though they couldn't finish. And, you know, Jason Kidd, he just kept saying, it's going to turn, it's going to turn, just keep plugging and, you know, keep believing in what we're doing on defense and everything, and it's eventually going to turn. And it has. I mean, credit to him. I mean, he's he's done a great job this year despite all the criticisms uh, he had preseason and, you know, throughout the first couple weeks of the season. He has done a good job with this team. Uh, the, the players are, you know, really buying in to what he's selling, and it shows. It shows in their effort level. It shows – uh, how their you know their advanced stats and their defense and everything, how it's progressed throughout this season, and I think the offense will come. But you know, establishing a defensive presence like this early on is so vital to to the success later on in the season and in the postseason. You know, doing this now and then, you know, hoping that the shooting numbers regress to the mean at some point. You know, once that actually happens then they're really going to be cooking. And, uh, you know, they're going to start piling up a lot more wins, in my opinion. So uh, 
I'm still going to say the Warriors was was the toughest one. I know the the Phoenix Suns they've they've given the Mavs trouble, but uh, I think I think that they'll end up playing them very well and might even come away with another huge win since Luca is back, assuming he doesn't miss any time with this uh, with this next uh, ankle injury that he suffered last night, which they say isn't isn't going to be a big deal, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it looked just like a tweak or, or something. Yeah, but we're going to go into our last point here. I don't see I don't see any speaker requests. I don't know if that's an app issue or I see a lot of people in the room, but I don't see an actual speaker request. So I see Kirk as soon as I say that. Sweet. Let me get Kirk up here. Kirk, buddy, how you doing? Oh, what a treat. I'm always happy to talk, and uh, I'm I made a huge mistake. I'm driving to the gym for some fucking reason, and uh, <laughs> New Year, new me. Exactly. But, well, I mean, so I just you know I got to do something to offset the eating and drinking. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well, Kirk, uh, I'm going to roll into what our next point was going to be, and you can you can chime in with your thoughts. But you know, a few weeks ago. It may not have even been exactly two weeks ago. I put this piece out on DallasBasketball.com talking about how how great Jalen Brunson had played in Luca's absence, and you know they went five and five when uh when Luca was out during that ten game stretch, and I made the statement that they absolutely had to start him with Luca uh, when he when Luca came back from his injury, and they've done that so far. Uh, they're they're four and one this season when both of those guys start together. I know there were concerns about the defense and everything, but having a real secondary distributor next to Luca in that starting lineup is is a huge plus. And even if they aren't the best defensive uh, backcourt out there, you have enough defenders on the roster now and the team is playing so well collectively defensively that I don't think it matters. So I'm very pleased with how it's gone. And I think it's a big plus for not only the continued development of Brunson, uh, who I, I still think he can get a little bit better than what he is now, but it also helps with his upcoming unrestricted free agency and, you know, potentially, uh, keeping him from having other thoughts about leaving because I'm sure the Mavs will pay him. And if he's getting paid and he has the bigger role, then I think he'll be happy. But what's your thoughts on the the Brunson? I mean, as far as in-game stuff, I really enjoy it. I do. I'm, I don't want to see Luca go to the corner ever again. Like that stuff has to stop. Like put Luca and Brunson in, in pick and rolls, like do some fun stuff there. But that's, you know, it's a quibble. I think that could fix some of their, their offensive issues. This is a little too much my turn, your turn type stuff with them. Um, I'm curious about the contract stuff because last night was a really good example of Brunson's sort of limitations because as good as he is, he still gets really bothered by anybody that has length. Um, and so watching him struggle against a good Golden State defense, except for that absolutely incredible move near the left elbow. You know the one I'm talking about? Little shimmy shake. It was like a post move. Oh, God. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's some, sometimes things are a little tough for him, and it's because of his size. And so I think making him happy and then also, you know, potentially just continuing to showcase him serves at, it serves both purposes. Because, you know, what, what happens? You get blown out of the water by an offer that you love. 
But if you don't get blown out of the water, then you're you're saying, okay, we're committing to you in this spot. And I, I think that's a value too. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, look, I mentioned it. Uh, our guy Grant Afseth tweeted this out earlier, but uh, Luca and Jalen Brunson have started five games together this season. And the Mavs are four and one in those five games. In those five games, the averages for Luca are uh, 23 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. The averages for Brunson are 19 points, five rebounds, four assists. I mean, they, they, they work really good together. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. It's, it, it kind of makes me think about when they tried to make the, uh, the Luca and Dennis Smith Jr. stuff work. And it just, it just didn't work out because, uh, you know, Dennis wasn't really a, a secondary distributor and he couldn't shoot as good as Jalen Brunson could. And it's just really cool to see how, how Brunson has developed from his first three seasons to now, because we kind of saw a little bit of the development coming on last year uh, until he kind of fizzled in the playoffs because that was a horrible matchup for him with the Clippers. But, you know, you saw a little bit of it last year, and then we were thinking like, well, man, if he could just take one more step towards, uh, you know, get a bump in his assist numbers this year to go along with his improved scoring, that would just be fantastic. And to his credit, uh, that's exactly what he's done, and it's been it's been great for the Mavs. And I think uh, you know eventually you'll get to a point, even if it's not like in the first round or or whenever. But you, I think you'll eventually get to the point in the postseason where uh, he runs into another bad matchup, and it could become an issue. But like you said, on all fronts, it's just it's a good thing for the Mavs. It's good for Jalen Brunson. It's good for the Mavs on the court, off the court. Uh, with potential trade stuff, you name it, it's a good thing that this this thing is working for the Mavs. And the defense, like I mentioned earlier and often, it's just it, it just blows me away. I cannot believe a Dallas Mavericks team is playing this well defensively uh, like they are now. So if guys like Reggie Bullock and Tim Hardaway Jr. and, you know, uh, Sterling Brown, if they can keep regressing to their means uh, and, and get some a little bit more offense going, the, you know the Mavs really might have something cooking here. So I'm I'm really excited about about it. But uh, I mean, we're we're I guess since you're here, we already talked a bunch about the defense. But are you, are you just as blown away as me? <laughs> I don't know what to do about it, and I don't know how to explain it, and I don't want to shit on it. Like last night, the Warriors just missed some shots. And then they got like, like Curry is in one of the worst three game stretches of his career. And I am delighted that we got to take part in it. The big picture stuff. I'm, I'm still just kind of confused. I'm glad it's happening. I just like schematically, I've not seen a ton to really explain it. I've had a couple of people being like, Oh, well it's great coaching. I'm like, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking for like the literal scheme differences in terms of what they're doing. I think they're being a little bit more aggressive, but not like wildly. So, um, it's, it's been fun to watch. It, it, it really helps because they're, since their offense has been so, so creaky, um, it, the defense is really what's, what's kind of kept them afloat because I, I think that once it was clear, they're dealing with all this COVID stuff, getting through it and playing 500 basketball, which is what they've done was kind of the optimal outcome. And, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here because the long-term data, and I'm talking with Porzingis and Luca, 
the long-term data with Porzingis and Lucas, they cannot play defense when those two are on the floor at the same time. Like we just have a lot of, of data about it. That's not to say that can't change. It just to date, they, they haven't been great. And I think the Mavs have kind of low key benefited from the fact that they haven't played a lot of games together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things where, and that's another thing I mentioned earlier too, why I don't think, you know, whether KP plays or not, it doesn't really affect whether the Mavs win or not. Uh, and that's one of the main reasons for that. Uh, I mean, it's just as good as KP has been throughout this season at times, it doesn't really, you know, he's still not a perfect fit with Luca, uh, no matter how good he's playing. So I, and Kirk, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, Matt, a couple of things I want to point out here, and we will, we're going to take off. Uh, the Mavs, like I mentioned earlier, they have, they now have the sixth best defensive rating in the league. Uh, and that's that's a major, major improvement from where they've been the last handful of seasons. In the last five games alone, uh, they have the number one defensive rating, and as far as overall net rating, they're second. And the only team that's been better than them in the last five in net rating is Philadelphia 76ers. So just all around, things are, are really going great for the Mavs. Uh, you had the nostalgic stuff with, with Dirt last night, and then they got the big win, and uh, the overall numbers are looking better, and Luca's back, and the only thing they really don't have going for them right now is they don't know when they'll get KP back and, you know, uh, if the offense will ever start firing on all cylinders consistently. But they're winning regardless of the, the offensive struggles from time to time. They've won four straight. So anything else you want to add before we take off here? No, I'm just looking forward to see if, you know, seeing if they can sustain it over the next, uh, you know, handful of games here. Um, it's it's certainly a nice turnaround. You know, this it's kind of the thing that you sort of expected when they landed Josh Richardson last year. For them to have this kind of defensive impact, but that didn't really come into fruition. And now that they've got this new group together, it seems to be going really well. So hopefully it's just it's something they can sustain. And I think Yeah, the the vibes are immaculate, as Jalen Brunson likes to say. I mean, they say it a lot, but it really is. I mean, uh, everything's immaculate right now. And hopefully they don't have like a like a adrenaline high hangover. Uh, tomorrow when they take on the Houston Rockets in Houston, that should be a game that they win because the Rockets have struggled so heavily lately. Uh, hopefully they don't, you know, have a have a letdown in that game like <laughs> like what we've seen in previous years when the Mavs start to get things going and you know they'll get a couple of big wins in a row and then they end up uh, losing to a team they probably shouldn't lose to. But Again, I think the defense is legit, and you know, I I would not be shocked if uh, if tomorrow night's game ends up in a in a blowout. So we will see how it goes, and then uh, on Sunday they take on the Chicago Bulls, and depending on how that outcome goes, uh, I might be owing you some money. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all joining us today. We'll be sure to do this again very soon. Uh, shout out to every uh, everybody who joined uh, Map Step Back Premium and our watch party last night. That was the best one yet. We had a blast. Uh, Mike Bibbins and uh, Reese from uh, Mavs Outsiders podcast joined us. And, uh, you know, it, we had a really, really fun time doing that. We'll have to have them on again and, 
Uh, eventually, I'm going to get Kirk to join us on one of those. He's he's a very busy dude and hasn't been able to yet, but we're going to keep getting guys on there. So, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite platforms. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and a great weekend. We'll see you next time.